How about we heat things up tonight? Mm, how so? Get a little fresh. Add some steam, sizzle, and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp. Or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye. Or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. When the leaves start rustling, the pumpkins start plumping, and the scarecrows start crowing? You heed the call of fall, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So, take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts, and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also, you can fall harder. America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the world's greatest Bronze Age comic book podcast, Flea Market Fantasy. I am your co-host, Mike Allen. As always, I'm joined by... Michael Dell of the LCS Hockey Radio Show. Woo! That's right. This week it is your pick. Why don't you tell the kids what we're going to talk about this week? Oh, Mike L. I like to be hip. Yes. Yeah. I like and to be timely. on the cutting edge right. of uh, pop culture. And I hear tell that Disney Plus is, uh, well, I guess it already started by the time we're recording this. I think it yeah. started a few days. But the new Hawkeye series on Disney That's Plus. Right. With, uh, <laughs> what's that guy's name? Jeremy Renner? Is that his uh, name? Yeah, I don't like him. But yeah, Jeremy Renner. Why don't you like him? Uh, he's unsightly, for one. <laughs> And uh, and also, I just don't like his acting. I just don't know why they picked him for that role, you know? Huh. I yeah. like him as really? Hawkeye. Like, I don't know him from anything else, but I, I enjoy him as Hawkeye. I don't yeah. like him at all. He's not To me, he's nothing like the comic book version, you know? Uh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Because like, like the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Hawkeye, he's always very tired. And he's like, <laughs> he's just... Yeah, he just looks that way. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, one of those guys. I'm too old for this shit. One of those kind of guys, you know. And he's just—he's uh, like a, a family guy. He just wants to be left alone, apparently. But in the comic books, he was always kind of like a uh, cocky, arrogant, uh, right, like selfish right. kind of guy. And, and also really funny, like the, especially the way he plays off Cap. You know, that's just oh, that's the Hawkeye I knew. Like in you know uh, Avengers, like in the. 200s or 100s around there he was just one of my favorite characters you know i always liked him when i was a kid because i thought his costume was cool very cool yeah yeah uh all right so yeah i didn't even say what we're reading today we're going to read hawkeye issue four from 1983 this was the final issue of a four issue limited series written and drawn by mark grunwald and can i ask why you picked number four because I wanted to get to the end. Oh. <laughs> like I, <laughs> well, I, I like. I thought the ending to four was interesting, uh, and it also features. I wanted to pick you the three or four because uh, there are some interesting villains, and I wanted to make sure we saw the villains. So, Have you read this whole limited series, Miguel? Yeah, I think you knew I would, right? Uh sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I read the whole thing in the last couple of days. It's pretty good. Eh, no, it's not really anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to get... I wanted to get Oddball and Bombshell... Oh, boy. ...into our discussions. Wait, what about... Are we going to talk about Silencer? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about Silencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he was like, what, issue two? Uh, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, this was not good. But anyway, Hawkeye. Yeah. I liked it when I was a kid. You know, uh-huh. can't be all that bad. All right, so what do we know about the Hawkeye? Uh, his real name, Mike Gale, is Clinton Barton. Right. You know where he premiered his first ever appearance? Ooh, I don't know the number, but it was Iron Man, right? Uh, Tales of Suspense. Okay, okay. Which was Iron Man at the time, like basically, so, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Iron Man and I think Captain America, right? It was a double book. Seems about right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was. Uh, yeah, it is actually Captain America. Like, I, I just went back and read this last night. Right. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to see its first appearance. So yeah, yeah. Tells of suspense issue fifty-seven from nineteen sixty-four. 
And uh, Hawkeye was created by Stan Lee and Don Heck. Yeah, and uh, good old Clint Barton's parents died in a car accident when he was six years old. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, uh, he, he and his brother Barney then ran away from the orphanage and joined the circus. That was always my lifelong dream to run away and join the circus. Oh, there's still time. Yeah, just hang out with monkeys. That'd be mm-hmm. a good time. Uh, so a fellow named Trickshot and then another guy we've talked about before, Swordsman. Right. They uh, they were at that circus and they took him on a young Hawkeye under their wing and they uh, taught him how to be an ace archer. <laughs> <laughs> and he became really good with the bow and arrow. That's right. It's it's sadly, Mike L. That swordsman and trick shot there are up to no good. Uh oh. Uh, it tricked him. Yeah, they were uh, they were stealing some money and stuff. Uh oh. And Hawkeye tried to like uh, I think stop him and they beat him bloody. They just let beat Ooh. him senseless. And, uh, went on their way. But then Hawkeye, uh, he saw Iron Man one time fighting crime. And he says, oh, I want to be a hero like that Iron Man. So he, he tried his hand at being a superhero. But apparently things went awry. And uh, he got blamed for trying to, to rob something or to steal something. And so like the, the law saw him as a criminal. And then he hooked up with that, uh, that Black Widow. You know her, right? Of course. And, and back then, this was like, uh, they would call her Lady Natasha, and uh, she had black hair. Right, yes. And Wait, she did she always with... have red hair? No, nah, she had black originally, oh, or, okay. unless she was wearing wigs or whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah, she had black hair, and she had a little mask, and she was wearing like, uh, almost like a black canary kind of outfit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye, he was smitten with the Black Widow, and uh, so she got him, and she like manipulated him. And uh, she convinced him to try and help her steal Iron Man's armor. Yeah. Very cool. That sounds like, well, I, again, you're so liberal with the term cool. Uh, hey, I'm, in, I'm enticed. I want to <laughs> read this. But So they had to try and go to Stark Industries or something to rip off Iron Man's armor, and it was a big deal. And then, uh, of course, they failed. And then a black widow got mad at Hawkeye, and then he realized she was just manipulating him. So then he became good. He decided, hey, I'm going to go on the straight and narrow here. And he joined the Avengers. Yeah, he was part of uh, Cap's kooky quartet, right? Yeah, do you know what issue he joined the Avengers? I'm going to guess 16. That is correct. 1965. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck with Mike Allen and his Avengers knowledge. <laughs> now, uh, he also, this Hawkeye character, he also became, uh, one day he was out there fighting a the crime, I guess. And he broke his bow. Oh, no. Okay. So you know what happened then? No. Is there more to it? No. What happened? He became Goliath. Oh, right. That's right. He <laughs> has one of the worst costumes in history, right? Where he has a mask over his face, yeah. but then he has a bare chest. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Tell the kids who Goliath is, though. Like, uh, you know. Well, he can grow to, you know, gigantic size. I don't know what, like 15, 20 feet. Yeah, he just took over basically uh, Hank, Hank Pym, like, well, was Giant Man, right? And right. And he just said, hey, I'll just take over. I'll, I'll do that gimmick. You See, know? I personally never liked that idea that some random guy could just take over someone else's identity when they have a specific power like that. That always bothered me. Didn't bother so it's you? Kind of, it's kind of like in the old wrestling days where, like, uh, uh, Giant Man left the territory. And then Hawkeye says, oh, I'll take that gimmick. I'll just work that gimmick. Yeah, so he became Goliath. Before we continue, though, can you give me an example of when that happened from, like, the 80s that I would know? Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair point. I maybe just made that up. Oh, but okay. uh, you could say, like, uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair and then Buddy Landale came in and was the Nature Boy. And he was, like, ripping off Ric Flair. Really? Interesting. Okay. I, I, like, Flair condoned it, I guess. But, you know, it's still, he was doing the Nature Boy gimmick, hmm. trying to be a little Ric Flair. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Um. So not only was he Goliath, then he went back to being Hawkeye. And then later, much later, like 2007, he became someone else, Michael. Do you know who he was then? Uh, Echo? No, 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 no. Huh? Ronan. Oh, Ronan. Who's Echo then? I, I think Echo may have been his sidekick or something. Mm, okay. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Hey, remember Echo the Dolphin? I don't think so, no. Ah, it was a video game for, like, Nintendo. No, I don't remember that. Echo the Dolphin. Nope. Canadians. Uh, th- that may have been Sega. I don't know. I can't even remember now. But uh, either way. <laughs> but the point is, he was Ronin. 
because I, I don't remember why he became Ronin. Do you remember this? Like, I, he, uh, he became sad. I don't know. Something happened in his life. He got sad. Did his wife die or something? Was this written by Brian Michael Bendis? Probably. Think, that's why I didn't read it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he gave up the bow and arrow. Didn't he have, like, uh, knives and swords and stuff? Swords, yeah. All right. So this Hawkeye, he gets around. And he was also one of the founding members of the West Coast Avengers. Yeah. That's right. I read all those issues. I, apparently, he also was the leader of the Thunderbolts. I never read that. Yeah, I have no knowledge of the Thunderbolts. <laughs> was he ever technically the leader of the normal Avengers? I don't think so. No, yeah, I, don't I, don't, think so. I don't think so. Because it was like Captain America, Iron Man was a leader for a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, they all had their turn. Maybe he was temporarily, but I just don't remember him ever specifically being leader. I remember Wasp having a long run as well. Oh, yeah, like the in the 200s, yep. But yeah, he did lead the West Coast Avengers. So there you go. There, there's the Hawkeye. Anything else you'd like to say about the Hawkeye? Uh, no, only that, like I said, I read... Oh, did you mention his Avengers... Solo Avengers? I did not. I almost... Because I wanted a Hawkeye issue. So I, okay. I was going to pick either a Solo Avengers or then I remembered the limited series. I'm like, oh, well, let's go back to the limited series. But yeah, Solo Avengers, that was in like the later late 80s, right? And each issue would be one Hawkeye story... And then one story with another Avenger. Right, 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 right. And I can just say that there was one storyline written by Steve Gerber, our pal. It was really good. And I just reread it again, like, this summer. And it was definitely enjoyable. Hmm. Yep. That's good. What was it about? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Oh, I think he fought, like, a gang. Yeah, I think it was. he got mixed up, like... Fighting off like a street gang or something. But it was really good, though. All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, the Hawkeye. Uh, he had a, a great series, though, in like the 2010s, somewhere in there, right? The uh, 14, 15, 16. Oh, you mean by, what's his name? Matt Fractions. Excellent. Yes. Yes. At with all. the artist. Was that oh, David? David Aha or Ah? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really good. However yeah. you pronounce it. Tremendous. Yeah. Just spectacular art. Loved it. I agree. All right, uh, next up, uh, we should talk about Mockingbird, because she's in here. Sure. Now, I, I wasn't aware of Mockingbird's history. It's pretty weird. Like, are you aware how convoluted it it's is? A, uh, yeah, it's a little more convoluted than I realized, for sure. Yeah, her first appearance as Dr. Barbara Morse was actually in Astonishing Tales, issue 6, 1971. And she was tied in with Kazar for many years. Really? Okay, I, I kind of found that out this issue, but I didn't know how long it lasted. Uh, well, like three, four years, probably. Okay. But uh, then she was involved with Man-Thing for a little bit, because uh, she was down... Because remember Man-Thing, the superior swamp creature? Uh, <laughs> you say. Uh, but, his, but his deal was, uh, well, it was the same origin as Swamp Thing, really, when you think about it. Originally, mm -hmm. they were yeah. working on a secret serum. But I guess Man Thing, they were working on like a, a super soldier serum, right? And Hydra came in and like, or, or AIM or one of those groups came in and uh, caused him to like, you know, fall in a swamp or whatever the fuck happened. But anyway, the point is this Barbara Morse then later on, she was working on the same program. I think it was called Project Gladiator where they're researching the super serum. And then she and Man, like her and Man Thing had like an adventure together because it was like the same kind of deal. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, but if you ask me, hey, how did Mockingbird get started? I was like, oh, with Hawkeye in the West Coast of Africa. Right. I had no idea. She was with Kazar and Man-Thing. Right, right. So by the time, like, when she started on Kazar, I, I think it was a little uh, iffy whether she was a secret agent or anything at first. She was just a doctor. But when she was doing Man-Thing, it was established she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and doctor. And then she had a little adventure on her own where she became a costumed hero. And that was in, um, wait, where was that? Uh, Marvel Super Action Issue 1, 1976. Okay. <laughs> and her name there was The Huntress. Yes. I found that out today, too. That was mentioned in one of these issues. Yeah, but I had no idea that ever happened. Strange. Some wild, wild stuff. So, yeah, when you, when you talk about who's the creator of Mockingbird, it gets kind of weird because, you know, 
the original creators didn't really create Mockingbird. They created some lady named Barbara Morse. But the, the, the person who really made her into Mockingbird would be Mark Grunwald and Stephen Grant also helped out. Okay. And so her first appearance as Mockingbird was in Marvel Team-Up issue 95 from uh, 1980. Which I've read and reviewed on Here Comes the Spider-Cast. Wow, look at you. Yep. Oh, and I just realized, sorry, one thing. When you said Marvel Super Action, I thought you meant the Avengers reprint series, but you mean the magazine. Yes, it was a black and white magazine. Right, okay. Interesting. So uh, after she was in that Marvel team-up thing, at at the end of that, doesn't she get beaten to a pulp? Like someone... I think so. I can't remember, though. Yeah, I I think she was investigating, like, some uh, shenanigans going on at S.H.I.E.L.D., like trying to ferret out some corrupt agents or whatever. And then at the end of the deal, she gets beat up real bad. And it almost looks like she's dead, but she survives. So we don't see her again until this miniseries, this limited series in 1983. Interesting. Yeah, so she's gone for three years there. And uh, now, of course, she's known as Bobby Morse. Right. Not so much to Barbara. And she would, uh, with Hawkeye, she would become a founding member of the West Coast Avengers. And, uh, hey, she eventually got a mix of that Super Soldier Serum and Fury's Infinity Formula. So uh, she got some superpowers. Cool. Did that have to do with birds? No, no, no. She just got like super strength and, you know, okay. endurance and kind of like a little Captain America. Now, can I point out something here? Are you familiar with a DC superhero who can also shoot arrows? <laughs> uh, yeah, some guy named the Green Arrow. That's right. Are you familiar with his girlfriend, his longtime 50 year <laughs> girlfriend? Do you remember Mark, her name? Uh, yeah, Black Canary. Yeah. Seems kind of familiar, doesn't it? Weird. It is a little strange, yeah. Yep. But yeah, I think it's because Mark Grenwell secretly loves DC more than Marvel, and he was always trying to make Marvel characters more like DC. But whatever, it's fine. That, but Eh, whatever. uh, Yeah, it is kind of strange when you think about it. Yep. So Mockingbird, her gimmicks, uh, she's got some like uh, two little clubs. Not little. She's got two clubs. She can beat you with like batons, I guess. Mm Hmm. And she can, like, stick them together to make, like, a pole vaulting thing. <laughs> like a big old staff. Cool. <laughs> Again with the cool, Michael. I don't know oh, if it's cool. But it's, it's not cool. Okay, you know what? It's not. It's not it's cool. It's rad. Oh, rad. There you go. I got to use more 80s slang. That's my problem. Yeah, so uh, in 1993, Mockingbird died. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, she saved Hawkeye from Mephisto. Okay. She sacrificed herself. And she was dead. But never fear, Michael, because she comes back. Oh, surprise. Yeah. And in like the worst way possible. But uh, in 2008, in the Secret Invasion storyline, can you tell where this is going? Oh, she was a scrawl along. <laughs> That's right. Apparently, the lady who sacrificed herself was a scrawl. Mm. So the real Mockingbird came. Uh, a, a spaceship landed, and all these people came wandering out of the ship. And now oh, Mockingbird was there, and that's uh, the real okay. Mockingbird. She was kidnapped by them damn scrolls. Frick, that is just horrible. I like, agree. How do, they, how, how do they like actually do that? Like, how do they, who gives that the green light and says, "Yeah, this is a great idea." Let's well, just... someone liked it because now they're adapting it, aren't they? <laughs> Pretty much for the movies, right? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know if they're going to go back and make all these other heroes like secretly scrolls all the years. Well, anymore. you know what? Now that you mention it, maybe they will. Maybe they'll they'll you know rewrite some of the you know characters. Well, then again, no one's really died. But yeah, who knows? We'll have to see, right? Yeah, I'd be terrible if they did that. Though. But uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, hey, also this uh, in 2010, Hawkeye and Mockingbird had their own uh, ongoing series. You remember that one? No, I don't. Yeah, because it only lasted six issues before it got canceled. Oh, okay. And uh, hey, but then in 2016, uh, Mockingbird got her own uh, limited, her own ongoing series, where she was the star. Do you remember How'd that, that one? Nope. Eh, it lasted eight issues. Oops. But I actually read some of those, and uh, I remember the the cover artist was. Uh, uh, I always want to call her Gia Jolie, but uh, Jolie, what's the lady, the artist? Oh, I don't know. I think I know who you mean, but I can't think of her name. Yeah, yeah. She's a really good artist. Though. She used to do the covers. Okay. So I actually read some of those issues, and then I enjoyed them. They were pretty good. Really? They bad. Yeah, I mean, they weren't terrible or anything. 
<laughs> it only lasted eight uh, eight issues, and then that was done. That's sad. All right, uh, then the, the main villain here is a fellow named Crossfire. Wait, wait back up. Uh, we oh. mentioned Adrian. Oh, Adrian Palicki. Palicki, yes. Palicki. So yeah. sexy. <laughs> yeah, she was on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She played Mockingbird on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Although I don't think they called her Mockingbird. She was just Bobby Morse. Yeah, they might have eventually, but you're right. Yeah, she's just Bobby Morris. She didn't really have a costume, but yeah, she is so sexy. Anyway. <laughs> Mike L, calm down. Jesus, Mike L. Yeah, I'm just looking at pictures of her right now. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She was very good on that show. And uh, But then her and that other guy, the guy that was playing Lance Hunter, uh, he they left the show because they were supposed to get their own spinoff. And then they filmed the pilot, and then ABC said, hey, you know, we don't want to do it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Really? <laughs> yes. uh, and they left the show. Did they ever yeah. go back? No, I think Lance Hunter made an appearance uh, a few seasons later, but I don't think she ever did. Although I never saw the final, like, two seasons, so. Yeah, I stopped partway through, too. I just got tired of it. I enjoyed it, but it's just, uh, I ran out of, uh, I got rid of Netflix, Netflix, I think, mm -hmm. and I think that's where they have the streaming rights. So okay. I think that's why I never caught up on it. But, um, yeah, she was great on there, though. She's really good, and now she's on the Orville. Oh. That's yep. still on? Of course. Season three's coming soon. No. All right. So anything else about Mockingbird we should know, Michael? I don't think so. Nope. All right. So, yeah, the villain is Crossfire. And uh, <laughs> his, his real name is William Cross. And his first appearance is Marvel 2-in-1, issue 12, 1979, created by Stephen Grant and Jim Craig. Cool. And we really don't have to tell you, say too much about him because uh, the book goes into his backstory. So we'll get it uh, on there. And uh, but the the interesting thing about this book, Michael, is uh, yeah, it's written by Mark Grunwald, but it's also drawn by Mark Grunwald. Yeah, he's not really known for his art, is he? He has fourteen penciling credits to his name. Okay. Uh, he drew this limited series. He also drew uh, Spider-Man Annual Fifteen. Did you read that? I must have. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that though. Wow. He did three issues of What If. Uh, he did some Marvel Universe stuff. Okay. You know, his character profiles and everything. Absolutely. And uh, then he also did uh, one issue of The Incredible Hulk, issue 279. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, there you go. Mark Grunwald, the artist. We'll <laughs> talk about his art later. but uh, Sure. There you go. All right. You ready for the book, Michael? Sure. Let's see here. Uh, okay. We got the cover. Okay. First of all, this is number four and a four-issue limited series, not mini-series, right? Yes. Then we got this, yeah, we got this cool corner box with Hawkeye, you know, pulling his bow, which is a pretty cool shot. I like it. Uh, I don't, don't like it. I like it. I don't think it's a good use of space, and wouldn't it be better if he's, like, you know, at the camera, pointing, maybe? Pointing at the camera? Yeah, you could say yeah. that. Then we got a logo with a... Hawkeye in red and white with a nice arrow through the logo, kind of, right? Like, it goes through the H, then it goes through the E and the E. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So then we have this scene that doesn't really appear in the comic, but it's Hawkeye in a coffin, dead, and all the Avengers are standing around him mourning his death, right? Yeah. And it's a symbolic cover because uh, right. the, the plot point is that Hawkeye's supposed to die. That's the plan right. going in here. Yeah. Right. It's a pretty good cover. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were a kid and you saw this on the newsstand, you'd be like, oh, I wonder how Hawkeye died. You know, right. Diabetes? Yeah. <laughs> now, I should point out that... Uh... Oh, shit. Well, oh, yeah, it's not centered. Uh, that is true. It's a little off-center. <laughs> yeah. And I know this yeah. because I used this image to create a um, thumbnail, and it was definitely not centered. But we can forgive right. Mark Grenwald. Yeah, I'm eyeballing it right now. Yep, it is off-center. Uh-huh. But anyway. All right, so now we're going to jump into the story. Stan Lee presents Hawkeye and Mockingbird till death do his part. So I read the first three issues, and so did you. But for those that don't know, we joined the story and Media Res, I believe it's called. And Hawkeye <laughs> and Mockingbird... Well well, huh? before we get into what's happening right now, Michael, and maybe start at the very beginning. Give give people a quick recap of what happened at the beginning of the limited series. The whole story? Okay, so yeah. my faulty Fine. memory. Let's see. Um, he keeps Hawkeye keeps getting attacked by people. <laughs> well, basically, Hawkeye takes a job as security at some place called like Cross Industries, right? 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's cross something industries something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they make tech and all kind of stuff. And while he's there, he's dating some lady. I can't remember her name, but he's smitten with this lady, and uh, everything is coming up Hawkeye. He thinks his life's great. <laughs> you know, he's got yeah. everything going his way. But uh, one night, uh, Mockingbird, he catches a, a prowler at one of their warehouses, and it's Mockingbird. So they start fighting, duking it out. And uh, he eventually wins the fight. And she says, hey, I, you know, you got me wrong here. I'm not a criminal. I'm here, you know, investigating corruption going on across industries. You better, you know, keep an eye out. And she tips him off to some shenanigans going on at the warehouse and to look into things. So uh, he says, ah, she's nuts. But then he's like, hey, you know what? I, I better go investigate that. And then he he finds out that, yes, Cross Industries is into shady stuff. And that lady he was dating doesn't give a damn about him. She was being paid to distract him. Right. It keep Femme him Patel. busy. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I'm, I'm sure most people are hearing this. are like, well, if, uh, if this Cross Industries is they're doing shady stuff, and if all they wanted to do was keep Hawkeye distracted, hey, here's an idea. Why not just not hire him? To be your security chief, right. you know? <laughs> but but there is a reason. It does get explained eventually in this issue why things happen that way. Because re- re- when you're first reading the story, you're like, "What? <laughs> why? Why is this even happening? Just don't hire Hawkeye, and you don't have to worry about uh, hiring a prostitute to distract him." Right. But, uh, anyway, so then Hawkeye and Mockingbird, uh, they have to team up to escape the the Cross people, and then, like you said, Cross is out to get them. So uh, they send somebody, uh, your buddy, the silencer after him in issue two, I think, to try and kill him. Right, um, right. Would you like to explain who the silencer is? Oh, he has a pretty freaking cool power. He can basically, <laughs> at first he's like shooting at Hawkeye and Hawkeye's like, oh, this guy must have a silencer on him, like a silencer gun. But no, he realizes that this guy has like a, a power or a costume that cancels out sound all around him. So even if you go, you know, if you were to punch him, it wouldn't make a sound. Which I think is a very unique power. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And I and I guess the, the bonus here is that it helps them sneak up on people. Right. I'd like to see that depicted in a movie. What do you think? Well, interesting you mentioned this, Miguel. But, uh, you know, I'm way into Doc Savage, you know? Yes. I love the Doc Savage. And uh, there's a Doc Savage novel called The, the, the Roar Devil. The Roar Devil. And the, the villain in this novel creates a machine that sucks the sound out of the area, the surrounding area. So really? Like, yeah, and, and it also causes, like, earthquakes and stuff, but they're silent earthquakes. So, you know, everything's going on, but there's no noise, you know? So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm, so maybe Mark Grimwald was reading Doc Savage? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Could be. Everyone should be reading Doc Savage. Yeah. I will one day, one day. But anyway, so then what happens in number three? Then they get attacked again by... Oddball and bombshell. Right. And that's when they have the big chase through like the subway, right? Or whatever that is. Uh, yeah, there's a big chase and stuff. And uh, they fight through a warehouse or something. I don't know. But would you like to... So bombshells is foxy lady. And, right. uh, and I guess her power is she can make things explode or something. She throws grenades. I don't know. I don't know. What was her power? She had a laser. I don't know. I don't even, yeah, I don't even remember. Uh, but she's a foxy lady. And then... Uh, and I guess she's big and strong too. And then the... Uh, the guy, Oddball, please, because this is like right out of DC Comics. Please explain Oddball to the people. Well, first, he has one of the ugliest costumes I've ever seen. <laughs> um, it's well, yeah, you got to describe it. You can't okay, just say that. It's half orange and half green, but the the dividing line goes down the middle and it switches halfway up. So, like his right arm and right side of his body is green, and then his left leg and left like uh, whatever area that is crotch is green and then the opposite goes for the orange side and then he has a purple mask and purple gloves it's, it's horrendous then he has these little balls purple boots as well yeah. and the mask goes down like covers his shoulders and halfway through his chest right too. like bullseye like, yeah yeah and then he has these little colored balls on him that he throws <laughs> at people and best i can figure they just hurt a lot yeah i guess they're like billiard balls or something i don't know right but yeah, he has them attached to his costume all over the place. Like he has a belt of them, and he has them just positioned on his chest and his shoulders. Yeah, so he just takes balls and throws his balls at you. That's what he is. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like Bullseye, except uh, 
He only throws balls. <laughs> right, right. And you figure, and, and what's his name? Hawkeye's talking about how much they hurt. But to me, it's like, well, if they were metal, they would hurt. But, I mean, beyond just being really hard, what could what could make them cause pain? You know, I well, just don't well, get it. it would hurt. Like, if I threw a billiard ball at your head, it's going to hurt. Of course, that's what I'm saying. But but Hawkeye makes a comment like it's like a different kind of pain. I, can't, I don't know where oh. it is. Oh, I don't but, remember that. Yeah, something weird. But I, I thought it was pretty funny, though, because they're like, uh, I don't know if it's, I think, yeah, it was an issue three. Oddballs attacking them with his balls. And uh, they're just like, getting hit by them and just kind of like swatting them away. Like, ouch. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Right. And then Mockingbird gets her batons and just starts batting them away. You know, like she's playing baseball. So, uh, yeah, he's not exactly a uh, intimidating villain, this oddball. Mm. The swing and a miss, I think when you're creating a villain. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, unfortunately I don't think any of these characters were seen again. Right. I, I, yeah, that's a good, good question. I don't know if they were ever seen again. Uh, th- this is Oddball and Bombshell's first appearance here in this limited series. Mm. So. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that Crossfire guy, he probably shows up somewhere else. Think so? Maybe. Oh, I don't know, though, because he seems very much like a Marvel 2-in-1 or Marvel team-up villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. But once those series ended, yeah, he probably never showed up anymore. Right. Crossfire, Marvel Comics. Let me see. William Cross. Uh, Hawkeye. Oh, he was in Moon Knight. Ah. Marvel 2-in-1. Yeah, they, then he was in... Then he was in... Uh, oh, sorry. What's this? Captain America. So, yeah, he does come back. How about that? Yep. Wow. This Crossfire guy's a weird dude. His costume's like all pink. Uh, but he's got like a white belt uh, like a cross over his balls and waist <laughs> and then he's got like an act hey, i don't know it's terrible and he's got like one eye covered right like uh right he's kind of like uh deadshot from dc yeah i guess yeah a little bit so again mark well i was gonna say mark runwell but he didn't he didn't create crossfire right 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 but all anyway. right so so yeah that's where we are so oddball and bombshell they capture hawkeye and mockingbird at the end of issue three so here in issue four, it opens up with them. Uh, they're tied up. They're strapped to these well, uh, metal bars against a wall. And one other detail, Hawkeye was falling to his death. And then eight ball or whatever his name is, Crossfire caught him. And then. Uh, no, I think uh, Bombshell caught him. Oh, Bombshell caught him. And then he's like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, our boss changed his mind. He doesn't want him dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of convenient. But anyway, so now we but- open up. Huh? But there's a reason why he doesn't want him. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> that but, that but, makes no sense. Yeah, because why would he change his mind then? That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I, I, they did explain it. We'll get to it in a minute. But okay. yeah, they do kind of explain it. So anyway, so then, um, so they're, tie, they're tied up. Well, they're locked up with these metal things. And basically, Hawkeye is unconscious, which gives him a perfect <laughs> time to flashback uh, to the previous issue and explain everything we just told you, right? <laughs> but I like uh, Mockingbird in the big splash page. They're hanging next to each other. And she's speaking this out loud. Hawkeye. Right. Hawkeye. No use. He's still out. They must have gotten him the same way they got me. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bad. Like, I wonder why they don't, you know, like, why didn't they differentiate? Like, uh, th- this happens a lot in these old books. They always have them speaking out loud instead of, like, thought balloons. You know? You're like, right. why not just right. Hawkeye, Hawkeye out loud and then the rest in thought balloons? Totally right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway. A funny, uh, another funny thing. Mark Grenwald made a point at least twice that he did not like narration, like captions. You know those yellow boxes for narration, like Wolverine always has. He, so he hated just paints them. He just paints them blue in this one because he's got. I a guess. Few yeah, he's got a few of them. Yeah. Also, we should mention Hawkeye kind of gets a new costume in this series. It's a little different. What's different about it? Uh, like the color. It's more blue. Really. Uh, like there's less purple, I think. Uh, like if you're talking about his old school costume, it, it's less purple. Uh, it seems to be more blue. Also, if you look at the gloves, like they're cut weird, so like you can see flesh on his fingers and stuff for some reason. Okay, so is this the this is the first time you see this costume then? I think so. Yeah. But but this is the one he had like in West Coast Avengers, isn't it? Oh yeah, probably. But like uh, in terms of his old school Avengers costume, this is different. Ah, okay, okay, subtle. Okay. So anyway, so then he, he flashes back, and he brings us up to speed. 
And then, of course, you know, we get these classic DC-style nicknames. So then Mockingbird's talking to him. She's like, hey, hockey, you decided to <laughs> nod in. Good. I was getting tired of getting tired of hanging, hanging out with no one to talk to. So then they figure out where they are, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And they see all these coffins, right? They don't know what's going on. And uh, Mockingbird, again, I was tussling with some strange chicky who got... Ex- who got who shot explosives from her wrists? I assume she got you too. Just funny. And then, of course, the master. Well, be- before huh? that, though, my girl, she says Sherlock Holmes. I'm not. Oh, but judging by bad. those coffins and the smell, we must be in the basement of a mortuary. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. be at all surprised if this is the place where we were going to stake out before we ran into trouble on the subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good lord! All wow. right. <laughs> So then the master villain, the big bad, walks in, and it's Crossfire. And he walks in, and he's with, um, what's his name? Uh, Oddball and Bombshell. Yep, and they're in costume, and Oddball is juggling his balls, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and and I love this dialogue from Crossfire. He's like, <clears throat> he's like uh, first, in the typical fashion of someone who holds all the cards, I'm going to divulge you... I'm going to divulge to you more than you will need to know about me and my business. So it's like <laughs> just completely, you know, bald faced exposition with no attempt to hide it. I love it. <laughs> so then Crossfire explains his secret origin. We find out he's a former CIA agent, right? Yep. And then, and then he, uh, I'm just looking through this here. Oh yeah. And then his, uh, job brought him into conflict with a thing of course, in an issue of Marvel Two and One, and uh, he wait. Oh, so Moon Knight is that the Moon Knight there with him too? Thing in Moon Knight. Uh, hold on a sec here. Oh, it just flipped. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, so he had a program that was going to eliminate all costume superhumans, but then the thing stopped him. And then he's like, they succeeded in destroying the prototype, but I had my private army. I managed to escape and began my work anew. And so then, oh, this is gigantic. And Mark Grenwald, God bless him, <laughs> he loves these things. Giant two-page splash, just ex- just explaining, just flashbacks, right? Flashback. <laughs> yeah, they have, like a, like you said, it's a two-page spread. You have, like, Crossfire's face in the lower foreground. And then in the background, it's, like, all his imaginary plan, like, how it's supposed to go. And basically, he has this, uh, this uh, technology that can get into people's brains through sonic waves and and brainwash them and manipulate them to fight each other right that's his goal so his idea was to have hawkeye was to kill hawkeye and that's why he wanted him because you're like well why didn't he just not hire him because he wanted him involved so they could eventually kill him Mm -hmm. and then put have every all the avengers attend his funeral and there's (laughs) you read the part where he talks about the funeral home okay (laughs) where where's this now uh, hold on, let me see if I find it. Uh, you will, uh, yeah, I guess, after I kill you, I uh, will leave your body in Central Park, where it is bound to be discovered within a day. Right, right, right. You will then be taken to the city morgue, where one of your Avenger compatriots will identify and claim your body. The Avengers will then call me to arrange your funeral. How do I know this? Not only is the Restwell Funeral Parlor the establishment that your associates used the last time one of your comrades in arms perished, the wizard. I have also arranged that all the other mortuaries in the city are engaged. All of them. <laughs> Yikes. Every mortuary in New York City is booked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty uh, harebrained Gr- plan, if you ask me. Mark Grunwald. All right, but anyway, so the idea is that uh, Hawkeye, they're going to all, he'll get all the Avengers and all the superheroes to attend Hawkeye's funeral. Because he's such a beloved hero, this Hawkeye. And while they're there, he'll turn on his uh, his sound waves to brainwash everybody and get them into fighting each other. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Remember how I like to call things cool? This is not cool. <laughs> okay? I love Mark Grunwald, but this is not cool. Here's the thing. I really don't remember Mark Grunwald much. I read some of his Captain America stuff when I was younger. Uh, but I, I don't have any like overly fond memories of it or anything. But uh, we've this is like I think that at least the second, maybe the third time we've read something. Yeah, don't forget Quasar, right? 
Yeah, Quasar, and I think there's one other one too, wasn't there? There was probably uh, like a oh, was oh. it like Contest Cont- of Champions? Yeah, that's yeah. right, Contest of Champions. And I got to tell you, it, it's brutal. Everything is brutal. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't know, you know. Here's the thing: Mark Rambo loves Marvel. He loves continuity. He loves superheroes. He's good for attention to detail, not necessarily like sometimes his stories are great. But then, as we'll find out in this issue, it's like he has really good ideas for stories, but then he sabotages them. Like he has it, to explain them. He has to overly explain all his that's, ideas. That's one huge problem. Yes, definitely. It's like, <laughs> like it's like he's he's a good. Uh, it's like he know he he knows how to mimic Marvel comics, but he could never be like a novelist or a screenwriter. You know, he's not a great writer. Uh, but anyway, um, there's another. There's so many awful quotes, but uh, anyway, so yeah, the idea is to get all these heroes to fight each other to their death. And he said, but there, there will only be some certain like strong ones will survive. And, uh, but they'll be so torn up at what they've done. They'll, they'll be useless anyway. Yeah. Right. They they show like Thor and vision and um, they survived, but uh, all the other, everyone else is dead. Yeah. That's his plan. But but that explains why he ch- well uh, why he hired Hawkeye because he wanted him to be dead. But at the end of issue three, why Bombshell caught him was because he explains that coming up now because he wanted to test his uh, equipment. Ugh. He wanted to have Mockingbird fight Hawkeye, so that's what he does now. Uh huh. Um. But, but I like there's a line here uh, where he says, uh, I, "I would think it was like Hawkeye's like, why me? You know, why am I the uh, getting the honor here to be the bait in your trap?" I would think it was obvious, Hawkeye. You are the weakest, most vulnerable, known costume crime fighter in town. <laughs> <laughs> the weakest, huh? Well, if I'm so weak, why why haven't you aced me already? All in good time, Archer. Yeah, so I like this. You know, I like it. You know, it's kind of psychological playing with Hawkeye, being self conscious about being about having no powers, right? So yeah, I like the plan. Like the the plan's interesting. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like the the way uh, it's handled in terms of. The dialogue and explaining everything and oh my goodness it's, it's terrible. Yeah. so then uh they unhook hawkeye and mockingbird and uh they drag them through the uh what is this moratory <laughs> mortuary yeah, yeah mortuary Mor- what's a moratory nothing i don't even know what that is uh, <laughs> similar maybe in canada yeah and they they lock them into this uh what is this? It's just like a room. But hey, yeah. we, we can't miss that the oddball is also uh, clever. He has the quips, you know. Oh, oh, you mean the puns? <laughs> yeah. So when when they're dragging them out, he says, uh, "Now we're going to have to lug you all the way." Pardon me for saying so, but you two are a real drag. Wah wah wah. Yep. <laughs> Bad. Anyway, so then they throw them in this little room and they lock it up. And then, um, and then we cut over to uh, Crossfire, and then like, okay, let's start the plan. Okay, so now, so now what he's going to do is he's going to use his uh, doohickey to mind control these two to kill each other. Yeah, he wants to test the equipment, make sure everything's working. Right, and so, <laughs> but my, he, wait, he's while they're in locked in the room, he's in his control center and he's talking to them over speakers. And he says, uh, at one point, he says, hey, second, the ultrasound speakers of the Undertaker machinery are well protected against accidental or intentional damage. I doubt you'll even be able to determine where it is. Yeah, like, why even put that in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has to explain it in case uh-huh. anyone can think of a way. That, why don't they just break the speakers? Right. So, and then, it's, of course, they have a, you know, Hawkeye and... Oh, so we should point out that Mockingbird's kind of been... You know, flirting with Hawkeye, but um, Hawkeye's not really been reciprocating, right? Yeah, because Hawkeye just got out of a relationship with a lady he loved who turned right. out to be a hooker. He was just right. to have the sex with him. Right. He's like, oh, man. Yeah. So then Hawkeye's like, you know, they're getting closer and closer. They're kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then he's like, I've actually, you know, he's like, I really don't want to hurt you. In the last couple of days, I've actually started, uh, kind of started well liking you. And he, she's like, then shut up and kiss me. And and we may never have the chance again. And they kiss. And then, boom, then the device goes off, right? Now they're yep. being mind controlled. 
So then, oh, so they kind of have like an uncontrollable urge to, you know, fight each other. So then, um, so then Hawkeye's like, can't think straight anymore. Must try not to look at her or, oof. Then she get, then he gets kicked in the face. Yeah, so so then we get, yeah, so then we get, a, we get some uh, heavy duty fisticuffs here. So she jumps on him and like grabs him and like pulls his head back and is kind of choking. It's actually like a, that looks like a pretty painful move there, eh? She's got like his, <laughs> her knee and his back. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And yeah, then, we, um, now this is uh, before Mockingbird got the super soldier serum and all that. So she's just a normal lady here, right? But she's well trained fighter as a member right, of Shield. Shield. Yeah. So, so it's not like she's totally overpowered. Like like if it was Hawkeye against later Mockingbird, well that's not a fair fight, you know? Right. But uh, yeah, they're two normal people here. Right. 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 So then uh, he eventually breaks out of it somehow by, of course, doing what any man would do, and that's pull her hair. Yeah, she, she almost has him in a camel clutch there. Right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and then this is a weird scene. He instinctively grabs for his bow and arrow, which he doesn't yeah, have. Yeah, so strange. <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah, because they show. I guess he's not in control of his mind, you know. But yeah. but yeah, just instinctively, muscle memory. He right. goes through the process of drawing back his bow, and it's like Hawkeye, you don't have anything, buddy. Right. 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 And then Mockingbird jumps in the air and like lands on like his chin and it looks again it looks really painful <laughs> and then uh and then the next page like punch punch and then he 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 kicks her in the stomach and then she flips him over that's a pretty good shot she flips him over and then jumps in the air and is about to land on his face or yeah, she's going to do a finn balor's coup de gras the two okay four, the two you know finn balor mike out you know nope nope uh, well, he gets uh, his finishing move. He gets up on the top rope and he jumps off and stomps you right on your belly or chest. Really? Yeah. Jeez, sounds painful. I know. But what? I, but Hawkeye stops her at the last minute, right? Puts both hands up and stops her, and then tosses her in the air, and she smashes against the wall. And uh, he picks her up. He's going to do like a uh, Ultimate Warrior press slam. Right. Right. Those. Right. And then we get another we get a weird bit where she uses this opportunity to kick the camera. And then the camera... Yeah, I don't think she does it on purpose, though. I think it's just accidental. But you got to wonder if that's why he Mark Grenwell put that dialogue in earlier, right? I don't know. Maybe. Well, he was talking about the speakers earlier. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And so, then, yeah, she flips over off Hawkeye, and she accidentally kicks the camera, but it comes into play later, so remember that. I just love how Crossfire is like, what? Mockingbird jarred one of my video cameras. Now, not all I get from it is a view of the ceiling. If I didn't know better, I think it was purposeful. <laughs> and then uh, Mockingbird swings down and kicks Hawkeye in the stomach. Okay, now this is the worst part of the whole book, okay? I hate this part. Say, Crossfire, I've been wondering, how long after you turn the sound machine off does, it, does its effects last? How long for their brains to return to normal? Uh, interesting question. Perhaps a brief reversion to normal will make their plight all the more poignant. Let's let us see. So then he just turns the machine off. It's so terrible. Yes, yeah, stupid. But also, Michael, notice. So, oh, by the way, Crossfire it looks like his costume's red here. It looked pink earlier, but I guess he had the red. Um, but Bombshell is just uh, smoking a dart. Yeah, that is funny. That is unusual. Yeah. Just smoking a dart. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then back to fighting, you know, back and forth, back and forth, but then the machine's off. So then the effects wear off. So then they stop fighting. Right. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and then, oh, and then of course, Hawkeye has another trick up his sleeve because even though they searched him for weapons, they didn't find this thing that he has in his tunic pouch. It well, it's is an arrow, it's one of his arrowheads. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, he's like, uh, he explains it. He's like, it's a, it's a hype. Uh, it's, I guess it's a hypersonic arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, better put it in my mouth. So it's vibrations can resonate through my whole skull. I hate to think what this is going to do my hearing at such a close range. So then, um, and so then of course, crossfire back to the control room. I think we've given them long enough, a respite to appreciate the horror of the situation. And then he just turns it back on. Right. So then they start fighting again. <laughs> ridiculous and then oh and then but when it turns back on hawk is like oh it began again must activate the arrowhead with my tongue feels like a dull knife lacerating my brain but blast it all i can still think oh didn't see her coming then he gets kicked in the back yeah. um and then he's like but now he's in control even though she isn't but he still has to fight back so he's like yeah. punching the face over and over <laughs> again 
<laughs> and then he, and then he picked yeah, you her think up. maybe he'd like try something, you know, rear naked choke, just choke her out or something, you know? Right. But no, he just is punching her repeatedly in the face. Right, in the face. And then throws her against the wall and like smashes the camera and knocks it off the wall. And then he's like, oh, oh, but speaking of the camera, it was important that she dislodged it because that gave him the uh, time to put that arrowhead in his mouth. Like oh, right. I right, couldn't right. see him do that. Right. Because the camera got hit. Anyway. Yeah. So then he, next page is like, got to make this look good. Got to make it look like I'm going into shock or just plain out of it. So then he falls over face first like Greg Damer Valentine, right? <laughs> or Ric Flair, the Flair flop. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And so then Crossroads like, what the? Hawkeye's down. There's no way he could play dead. Look at this. There's no way he could play dead while under the ultrasound that's influence. It's impossible. He must have lost consciousness from his injuries. That's terrible. Yes. Uh, so then the door opens and Oddball and Bombshell go in and pick them up, take them out. And then as they're walking along, since we know Hawkeye is playing possum, he grabs one of <laughs> Oddball's balls. And when we say balls, we mean <laughs> balls on his costume. And yeah. throws it at Bombshell, hits her in the head, well, knocks well, her Well, first out. he knocks out Oddball. He cracks yes. her in the back of the head. Right. And then he throws it at Bombshell, knocks her out. And then uh, and then he picks up... Oh, no, actually, no, he leaves a hawk or a Mockingbird, Mockingbird runs into, like, the main room or whatever. But, but give, read the thought bubble, though. At least, he's, at least all this is in thought bubbles. He says, I did it after he knocks out Bombshell. And he's like, I don't know how long they'll be out. No time to check. I've got to get the crossfire before he catches on to what's happening. Mockingbird, please be okay until I get back. I swear I'll make this up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I beat you to death. Yeah. I swear I'll make Punched this you up. in the face repeatedly, yes. Okay, so then he goes to Crossfire's control room, and Crossfire is... This is so weird. He's waiting with Hawkeye's bow and arrow. Yeah. And he's like, prepare to die, my re resourceful foe, by your own weapon. And then he pulls the bow, and he's like... Ugh. What's this thing? It can't seem to draw the bowstring. And then the arrow just falls on the ground and explodes. And he falls back. And he's like, ha, weakest hero in town. Am I sucker? Then what does that make you? You didn't have the strength to pull my 250-pound bow. And that's how the villain is defeated. That's, I mean, that's pretty clever, right? Yeah, it's not strong enough to pull the bow. It's definitely interesting and unique. Um, I don't know if it's satisfying, but it's yeah. definitely, you know different but but that's like my my least uh the least of the complaints i have about this so then he yeah it's different so then he runs back and to find mockingbird and then he like leans down he's like oh no i killed her she's not breathing i killed her and then she wakes up those tears are for me sport oh shucks what she's stirring and then they kiss yeah, keep in mind she's got black eyes her nose and mouth are bleeding she's right the holy oh, yeah. hell Right. And uh, but, but they start kissing. And then we we cut uh, like, what does it say here? Uh, about this? an hour later, outside <laughs> the funeral home, all the cops are coming around up the bad guys and Mockingbird looks perfectly fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally fine. OK, this is my favorite scene in the whole book. I love Mark Grenwell for just this type of thing. So Hawkeye realizes that he's com almost completely deaf because of that freaking. Well, he Sonic is deaf. Yeah, yeah, he that's, yeah, that's Sonic arrow thing that he bit in his. A mouth and like exploded in his head <laughs> so so she's so he's like oh no uh oh she's taking care of business coming this way I, I can't let her know that i think i've gone deaf i couldn't stomach pity so then mockingbird's shaking his hand and she's like well good looking we made it you really are something i still don't know how you got us out of that place in a, as few pieces as you did and this is hawkeye Mm-hmm. And, and then Mockingbird <laughs> is like, look, I'm not much of a joiner or anything, but I must admit that the two of us made one heck of a team. I was thinking maybe we ought to become an item, you know what I mean? After all, you are one of the cutest. Yeah, well, see you around then. He just walks away. <laughs> yeah, he can't tell what she's saying. Right. So he's like, like I, I, can't, I can't let this uh, beautiful lady who I'm in love with know that I'm deaf. That's what the hell? I got to awesome. get out of here. Yeah. Oh, and so, uh, yeah, so he walks away. But now this is where Mark, again, this is kind of a funny scene, but then Mark Granwell kind of ruins it but because he's walking away and he's like, oh, well, probably wasn't saying anything important anyway. Then it says, <laughs> and then an epilogue. Now, again, okay, so now all of a sudden we find out that the, the Mockingbird and Hawkeye are in a hot tub together, but they completely overexplain everything that happened in between. So it's like, you're really impossible, you know that. Your stupid masculine pride nearly wrecked the greatest relationship this blasted planet is ever going to see. 
before it had a chance to get going. If I had run after you and forced you to explain to me the reason for your asinine behavior, we wouldn't be here today. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And it only and gets then, worse from there. Yeah, yeah should I keep reading? <laughs> you owe me, pal. Sure, you saved my life, but what I'm going <clears throat> but what I'm going to do to your life is more than just a one-shot deal. I'm not just talking about helping you get a hearing aid or the blood test or the license or even arranging for a quaint little cottage in the woods. And then she's like, I'm talking about the rest of your life and the difference uh, having me around is going to make in it. Maybe eloping was my idea, but I'm going to see to it that for the rest of your life, you believe that it was the best idea you didn't quite hear. And then Hawkeye says, I hear you, Mrs. Hawkeye. I hear you. The beginning. Yeah, yeah and they're, uh, they're naked in a heart-shaped bathtub. Right. They're enjoying champagne <sighs> and uh, bubbles everywhere. So there you go. They got married. Yep. Happily ever after, right? That's <laughs> so ridiculous, though. Like the deaf part. I was like, oh, yeah. I just say, hey, I can't hear. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I know. know. I know. Like, it is funny, though. It is funny. It's like a George Costanza type thing to do, but it was just ruined by how the way she explained it, you know? Because it would have been like a much better thing. Like, I can't hear. And then, like, she's like, oh, you know, she's taking care of her. Or whatever. No, it's just, uh, <laughs> anyway. Mark Reynolds. I always, yeah, Mark Granville, see, now you know why I love him, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So, much. so many good, terrible moments. This book is like uh, one of the terrible movies we watch on the LCS Hockey Show. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I like, I don't yeah. know. I have mixed feelings. All right, well, let's talk about his art. Because, sure. Uh, here's the thing about the Mark Granville. This is perfectly professional comic book art. Right. Like, like this is like perfectly fine. Nothing. It's not right, terrible. Right. Like we've seen much worse art than this. Yeah. Some of the books we've done. Well, that's the thing. It's passion. Like he loves what he's doing. He's just not yeah. a great artist. Like he's trying hard, but he's just not. A yeah. Great artist. Well, like this is perfectly serviceable. But right. It's not exciting or dynamic or uh, there's never a sense of movement or energy. It's just kind true, of flat true. and stale and. Um, there's nothing uh, exciting or innovative about the art at all, but no. it's, you know, it's perfect. Like if you drew this, you'd be, oh, yeah, I, I'm a professional comic yeah. artist. Yeah. Know? He's just yeah. not, you know, he just needed more experience and training. Yeah. Like, like maybe his style would develop over years if he stuck with it, you know? Right. But, uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of here. <laughs> you know, this is right. Fine. I agree. Uh, maybe there are a couple good panels here and there. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, there are, and there's nothing bad, but nothing great. Yeah, it's just blah. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, Hawkeye. Anything else you'd like to mention about the Hawkeye? I mean, I don't know. I, to be honest, I've always looked forward to reading this for a, a long time. Really? So yeah. I, I totally forgot it existed. I, I once I saw, it, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember the limited series, but I totally forgot it ever existed. Too. Really. No, I always knew. I just, you know, and it was kind of like bumped up a few notches in my list because it was Mark Grenwald. So I knew I was going to read it eventually. And now I finally have, you know. Yeah, I'm going to give Grenwald one more shot, I think, because at some point I want to pick Squadron Supreme. Oh, boy. Well, that's so kind of like his so. big deal, right? Yes, that's his magnum opus, you could call it. Yeah, so I'll see how I feel after that. But up to now, not a fan. What about Hawkeye? I mean, not Hawkeye, Quasar. Come on. <laughs> I was, remember when uh, Quasar's dad was going to have sex with that plant tree? That's right. Tree yeah. See? Good stuff. That was great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So Hawkeye issue four from 1983. I, I'll give it a four. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll give it a five only because I love Mark Grenwald and he's got heart. But there's some really bad, you know, <laughs> scenes in here, some bad dialogue. The dialogue is just atrocious throughout. Right. Um, but uh, I, again, the, the overall idea is pretty good. You know, like yeah. Hawkeye and Mockingbird are captured. He's going to make them fight each other because it's kind of like, hey, remember that Aquaman book that you loved so much where Aquaman had to fight that guy, his Aqualad or whatever, right? Yes, true. Yes. And remember Aquaman, he wasn't even pretending he did not fight. He wanted to kill Aqualad. He's like, oh, I got to kill you, Aqualad. I'm not even going to try and like pretend. You know? That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same deal going on here. And I like the fact that the fact that he makes Hawkeye lose his hearing, that's a big deal. 
Yes. Yeah. They kind of just forgot about that, though, in later years, right? Actually, just, like, to be honest, it, like, certain writers remembered it because... Yeah, I remember like, certain ones did, but right, I don't like, think everyone did, right? But, like, growing up, it was one of those things I kind of always knew that he was deaf, but I thought he was deaf from the very beginning. I didn't realize it happened in this miniseries, you know? Yeah, because he stuck a supersonic arrowhead in his mouth and <laughs> right. activated it with his tongue. Right. But uh, so again, that's something good. That's cool. That's like a long lasting impact on a character, uh, you know, and then he had him get married. That's another one. So he, he like, you know, if you just look at the, the high points of this, that's a pretty good issue, you know? Yeah. But it's just true. all the connecting tissue in between that is really overly explained and monotonous. <laughs> just- <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it's like Mark Grunwald needed an editor. He just needed someone yes. to come in and just. And he cry. is an editor. That's the I crazy know. thing is he became an editor, right? Like he wasn't an editor at this point, was he? At I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah. Yeah, but like if you if someone handed you this book exactly how it is, and uh, just let you change some dialogue around, it could be uh, it could be good. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Yeah. Just cut out like a sixty percent of all the dialogue that explains everything. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, that's again, like even you know, in certain like some issues of Quasar are really good, but then like the next one, he'll just flub. Like he'll do, have a great setup and he'll just flub the execution. You know? Yeah, Not like one lot. of the things we say in uh, in the, you know the old writing programs, Mike, is uh, resist the urge to explain. Yes. So, so get beaten over the head with, because yeah. it, it's just terrible. But uh, this mm-hmm. is example A of why you resist the urge to explain. Yes. But all right, so there it is, Hawkeye. Hey, have you watched the TV show yet, Michael? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. But I yeah, I haven't. I'll probably watch them tonight. I think there's two episodes up already, so I'll probably watch them tonight. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. To be honest, I haven't been overly impressed with the last few Marvel shows, so I'm not excited, but I'll give at least the first episode a shot. Hey, Michael, I also see the Disney Plus has the Black Widow, which I haven't watched, and I think they also have the uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, those are okay. <laughs> oh, all right. So I, I really haven't heard much about the Shang Chi Master. It's of pretty good. Yeah, it's got it's got its moments for sure. Yeah, I want to watch that one. Okay. Did, do they make it like? Because uh, remember, we did a Master of Kung Fu issue. Oh. And it was kind. It was kind of like a spy thriller. Not know? really. A little bit. A little bit. You'll see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Mike. So next month, it's December. Usually that means you will. Uh, I think the next issue or the next episode of this will come out in December, right? Yeah, the next episode will will run in December, but I, I decided, you know, I was going to do two Christmas picks, but this year I'm only going to do one. Well, I was going to say that, you know, the, the bad news is we get Christmas picks. The good news is no more Christmas with the superheroes. We've done them all, right? Yeah, uh, this is true, but that doesn't mean there's not other DC Christmas stories, so don't sp- right. speak too soon. But but for this week, right before the show, Mike L was calling an audible. He said, uh, I, I changed up my pick. So yes. you, you went away from a Christmas story to pick a normal story. Is that what happened? A I normal story. Are you ready right. for what it is? Yes. What is that? Is there a train coming, Mike L? The final frontier. <laughs> wow. Star Trek? Yeah! Why are you... Why Star Trek? Why not? Voyages of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> now, who is... I don't even know. who. What company? Was this DC? Who makes Star of Trek? Of course. I mean, there was a Gold Key. There was a Marvel. But this is the DC version of, of Star Trek. This is the second volume. Star Trek number one. Written by Peter David. What year is this? Uh, this is 1989, but I'll, yeah, I'll be sending you the link, but yeah, 1989. I don't like you cutting in like right under the deadline there, 89. I'd rather, you know, let's get seventies, early eighties. Uh, you know, rules. I mean, as long as the rules are there, I can, you know, fall within the rules, whatever I like, you know, (laughs) who's the artist, uh, a guy named James W. Fry. Don't know. Yeah. Well, you will after this. (laughs) Now, this Star Trek, I guess, yeah, it has to be Kirk and Spock, right? New Next Gen oh, wasn't even around in 89. Actually, right? no. Yes, yeah, Next Gen started in 87. Really? Yeah, 87. I was that, like 90, 91, nope. 92. So, Next Gen, what they did was uh, DC had their first volume up to, like, number 55 or whatever. Then there was, like, a the contract ended, and, like, a year or two went by, and then they started again with a new number one. And the same time, they did a Star Trek... Next Generation monthly series as well. So, 
But this one we're reading is Kirk and Spock. Yeah, Kirk and Spock. Yep. Because you know, Michael, uh, both of them, James T. Kirk and Spock, were both uh, murderers on Columbo. Oh, really? <laughs> I love Columbo. Yeah, really? Shatner was on two episodes, and uh, Nimoy was on one. Really interesting. I check oh. that out. Is there any? Are there any Columbo comic books, Michael? Uh, I got a feeling that there isn't. No, but I can look it up quickly right now. Because if there is, you know what we're reading next time I get a pick. Uh, I'm looking it up, and I see a comic strip, but it's probably like a joke strip. Uh, well, that's not good. All right. Anyway, I'll try and find it. Yeah. All right. All right. So Star Trek issue one from 1989, written by Peter David. That's what Yeah. Check it out. All you listeners out there, be sure to read along so you can join us for next week's discussion. <laughs> So yeah, every episode of Flea Market Fantasy can be found on the Comic Book Syndicate um, uh, Stitcher account, Apple Podcasts. Uh, what's the other one? I do this every week and I forget. Stitcher, Spotify. Spotify. There you go, Spotify. And also on the Comic Book Syndicate Twitter feed, YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Comic Book Syndicate website. Each week we pick a different Bronze Age comic. One week I pick, one week Mike Dell picks. Uh, so until next Tuesday, disperse! How about we heat things up tonight? Mm, how so? Get a little fresh, add some steam, sizzle and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp. Or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye. Or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.